emerging out of the ground of bleeding Kansas. Like the majesty of a 17-year cicada, it's the theremin in black with Richard and Leo. You know, that's, you can't always have, like, in your face ones. You gotta yeah, have you gotta a, take a it slow, easy yeah, sometimes. sometimes you just want to have a, a, a slow jam, a slow. Sometimes you gotta go fast, sometimes you gotta slow it down, you know. You just, the trick is knowing when that is, that's the most important. So we're back for the third cast, the third cast tonight, ladies and gentlemen. You may or may not have noticed we got a lot of new equipment, um, you know, it, it's it's the production value has gone up tremendously since we have been doing this, and you know we just want to take some time to acknowledge that. Fact. We're uh, we're moving up in the world, as some may say. Yeah, so we got a lot of things in store. Uh, so right now on the uh, on the agenda we've got uh, Scientology. We're going to cover. We're going to cover a little bit of Harp. You may or may not know Project Harp, um, and then uh, we wanted to go into a little bit of the. Uh, Humanity program in the 1920s uh, and 30s, just that was going on around there around World War II, and uh, and, and what what else, Richard? Uh, the beast the or beast. the bull. The, the I believe it was called the Auroch. Um, same time, kind of war. Well, it was this was World War II as well. So, um, and then possibly if we have time, talk about uh, maybe. Uh, Moon being an abandoned spaceship of sorts, or uh, maybe uh, just you know, maybe it's hollow. Who knows? Um, we'll get into that later. Um, it's not open lines tonight. No, not, not unless you think you're better than me. Oh, so yes, we are going to have um, the segment. At, at which point, it, it, it's at an undisclosed time. You know, I think we could, but I think that we're going to have. And this, this, this segment is if you think you're better than Richard. We encourage you to call in and voice that opinion. Um, so when the time comes, we'll open up the calls uh, for anybody who wants to call in to think that they are in any way, form, or shape better. Which I don't see that happening. Richard, I, you know, I mean, hey, you know, we'll, we'll give, give own, them the I shot. Suppose, I mean, you know. you know, that's the thing. You know. All right, so what would you like to start off with tonight? Well, Scientology, man. Yeah, I got a, quite a bit on that. Yeah, well, you know, traditionally we don't cover religion in, um, in Theremin and Black, but this, a reach. Is, this is more of a, it's, it's sort of blurred the lines between uh, accepted religion and what is, by populist definition, like a cult. And so, um, yeah, go ahead and, and share what you well, have. Well, I mean, just basics, if you don't know, um, it's... Founded by L. Ron, L. Ron Hubbard, he was a sci-fi writer from I don't know the 30s to the 50s. Probably was when he was most popular. Um, he started with a book called Dianetics, which is about um, what they call the reactive mind. Um, it's a a mental like health or psych I don't know psychiatrist type book. I don't know what you would want to call it. Um, but they, they thought that any traumatic event is stored in your reactive mind. So Can you um, access that or it's it's not something like so like it's not like with memories or oh. something that you can recall. You have certain reactions to things that you might not be able to explain. Like for me I don't like spiders. Mm. Um, or maybe someone that's been in a bad car crash has uh, they hear a strange noise while they're driving, they kind of have like a jolt or freak out, you know. Mm. Um so that that's what they consider like a traumatic or or something like experience like that would uh, would be stored in your active mind. So he wrote that book about Dianetics, exploring that, and then with its popularity, he established Scientology. So the book came out in fifty three or fifty, and then the church started in fifty three. Um, I, I also have that um, between that time period, Hubbard's wife uh, in nineteen fifty one consulted physicians who recommended. And she explained uh, Hubbard's, her husband's, uh, you know, her husband's goings-ons. And the physicians recommended he uh, be committed for paranoid schizophrenia at this time. He, he rejected it and uh, 
continued to instruct his cult, and he actually uh, ordered the cult abstain from any form of physicians or psychiatric. Uh, yeah, they don't believe in taking drugs for yeah. illnesses. They don't. I mean, maybe a physical illness maybe could be treated, but not like a mental health illness. So no depression medicine or sedatives or anything like they don't believe in anything like that uh they don't even believe in seeing a, a therapist or a psychiatrist um they believe all of these all of these emotions and um what really are mental illnesses not just a problem that you might, might be facing it's more than that but they believe it could all be dealt with through auditing and counseling kind of with counseling them. with them right right because they divulge their their secrets right to the church which then if they ever if they ever uh, consider leaving, they get threatened with extorting those secrets that right. they have mm-hmm. given them. So really, I mean, it's, it's just paying for like a psychologist that will blackmail you if you try to leave and go get another psychologist. How fucked is that? That you is know? terrible. Um, so they they call those traumatic events, they call them engrams. And by going through auditing, you're trying to, to what they call going clear. Um, you're, you're being cleared of all your engrams, your past traumatic experiences, um, things like that. So, uh, you do that, but of course, throughout that whole process, you're paying money to do that. And then once you go clear, that's still not like, that's all you, you're going to be taking other courses and classes through them that you're also paying for to move up in the ranks of Scientology. So it's a it's a church with with a ranking structure. I mean, essentially, you're you're looking for. Uh, I mean, it's like there, you might start out as a, a new one, and then you can work up to like a level seven. I think L. Ron Hubbard was like a level nine, and that's the highest you could be. A level not, nine, and it's not like he even went through those things. He just since he was the founder and leader, you know, he was automatically the highest you could be. Just just promoted instantly. Yeah. Um, but the, what I think is one of the craziest things about it is that what they believed, essentially. Uh, so they, they believe, and this is why, I mean, he was a sci-fi writer. This sounds like a sci-fi book. That there was a planet far away um, 75 million years ago, and they had a galactic overlord there named Xenu. And before he was removed from power, he froze all the people on the planet, brought them to... Earth, which then was considered an alien prison called uh, Tachyak or Techiac or something like that, and uh, dropped them into a volcano. How far away is, is Xenu? I don't know. The planet? From I don't know. I don't know where the planet is. I'm not. I'm not sure. I did not. Uh, I did not find that. Information. But I mean, does, how did how did Ron come upon like this information with his fucking brain, dude? I'm just <laughs> making up shit. But that's what I'm saying. Like. You know, at least like uh, the the Mormon guy, like saw yeah like, like a vision, a, a vision, you know, and and was in ter- took direct dictation. This guy is just like he's just pulling it out. That I just know where it is. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to question why I know it. I just know it clearly. Ridiculous. Um, so they they were frozen, put in boxes, brought here on cruisers of sorts through space, dropped into a volcano, and then that volcano was nuked. And that, uh, they were released then, but he had, uh, made some sort of device to trap them here. That was, you know, outside of the, the planet. Um, so then, then they, they trapped their, their physical body, the, the spirits, the spirits they that were released. traps their, their spirit. Yeah. That were released from what was dropped in the volcano, then exploded, whatever. So trapped them here and they wandered the earth until man came around and then. If they were trapped, how did they wander the earth? Well the whole earth they couldn't leave and go out into space and leave the they earth. were in the, the collector dish that was it was a it was a device to like block them from leaving i don't think it actually all right dude i'm not joining the cult man i don't know uh, well you're i'm just really, telling you what they what they talk about I'm real serious about it uh no just because it's crazy i just want to oh. talk about how crazy this sounds and then they wandered until man came around and took them took over like a person went into a person and that gave them feelings of maybe anxiety or depression or whatever and they believe that that is why they're called thetans that's why we have these emotions and feelings or mental illnesses whatever you want to call it um and so that's why you go through auditing and counseling is to clear yourself of past traumatizing events which are thetans or engrams whatever they want to call them um but yeah just kind of 
crazy. Really. What's the appeal of like the celebrity? I mean, like, why do some? Why do you think so many celebrities? Because they have the money to do it. <laughs> so they have the money to, to to get a high ranking within the church. Yeah. Well, and what, I think what that comes, comes with, that obviously comes along with influence and power uh, over members, right? Members, and I mean, I mean, who knows what else is involved in that? I mean, I'm sure, there's a lot of behind the scenes shit, especially once you get up higher. Well, I know it's it's it's. Uh, classified uh, unconstitutional in in Germany and in France, it's um, and they legally I, classified as a cult. I think they used to have a branch, like or a, 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 at one point in France, where it, when it wasn't a problem. Mm. Well, but then some sort of some sort of lawsuit. Yeah, here. and then it. Oh, there's been countless countless things. They they just most of the time, if there's ever any charges brought against the church, they it, it might go on for a little while. And then they're just settling for a cash sum to whoever's suing them. That whether it be a murder, uh, unexplained death, whatever, you know, they suspicious. Yeah, I, I I hate to sound prejudiced, but every time I I hear that like a you know a celebrity or an actor that I kind of you know like or whatever that that I hear that they're you know involved with the church, my favor of them declines because absolutely. I, I mean, I I, ju- I just I can't. I don't think I can. You know, I can't relate to them anymore <laughs> it's not like i ever could really but you know as the average common man that's not going to pay for some artificial ranking structure uh in order to have my secrets stolen from me when they're pretty much stolen every day i i just don't see the appeal i don't i don't i don't, I don't either i mean i would never certainly buy into the the crock of shit that is scientology right um, we're I, better than that but you know but, what let me ask you this uh do you think it's time to open up calls for anybody who thinks that they uh, are better than you, I mean, we could try. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll try. You know what? Yeah. We'll give it. We'll give it some time. How about this? We'll start it. We'll start it now. Right now, I'm officially declaring the portal of calls open for any caller who wants to call in. Maybe Zenu will call. Maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> Zenu will call in and, and claim that he is now better than Richard. Now, if which we, it if might we, be. If we get I don't any know. Calls. So what do we? All right. So in this time period, I just want to say, uh, you know. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, we're right now we're drinking hams because our other beer is not cold. So don't judge us. But we got a we got one later. We'll do the bottle caps. Everybody knows how many bottle caps hams is. Yeah, they, they the look bottom cool. of the bottle cap well, barrel. The bottom of the bottle cap barrel. <laughs> really scraping the bottom. Uh, well, I mean, you know, it's no Genesee or KC Light or nothing, but it's not great. I'm just checking the phone right now. It looks like we're not having any calls. Yeah. Let's go ahead and close the portal. Of, nobody not thinks, lighting up. Nobody thinks that they're better than Richard. You know, we have we got to apologize to all of our switchboard operators that we they're have. They're not switching any pins. They're not switching. They had any to come pins. in away from their families and their children to come work. Just you guys can't even get, give me a call. Yeah, that's well, all right. It goes to show that nobody right. uh, thinks that they're better than you. So we're close. Back to celebrities, yeah, and Scientology. I mean, there. I mean, there are obviously quite a few. Uh, Jason Lee, Jason Lee, who I mean, actually I like I'm him. a big fan of. He yeah. was a skateboarder whenever I mm. whenever I was younger. I mean, he was real big into that. Went on to open his own company. So I always kind of had love for him for that. And to come find that out, it's like a little disappointing. Yeah. Seinfeld, also another person. I Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, that I. That's what really? I read online. Yeah, that's what I read online. Oh, the Jew man. and Scientology. Um, not. How can you be both? So I don't know. So. Like, I, I know that you can, like, be Buddhist and be, you know, any other religion, because Buddhism is, like, a different, it's like a pathway, like a way of life. But, like, Scientology, you can be too, like, it doesn't conflict I'm, with each other? I don't know. I mean, maybe that's false information, too. I'm assuming it's probably true, but, uh, I mean, that was from the Wikipedia page of, mm-hmm. of popular It doesn't get references. any more official than that. Um, John Travolta, I mean, it does, but it doesn't. Um, you know, the internet. Well, Travolta, we know with Battlefield Earth, that whole that was, turd of a movie was That wasn't about, even like a L. Ron Hubbard book or something like that? Yeah, back in the day. yeah that's what I'm... I, th- I think it's just a, a very thinly veiled allegory for the entire story of um, their religion, but I, I just... The movie sucked so bad, and, you know, John Travolta with dreadlocks... <laughs> As an alien, give me a fucking break. I, I like it. I'm gonna have to. I might have to watch that. Yeah. Uh, Will Smith. I was kind of surprised by um, Tom Cruise. I mean, I don't not really, but you know, Will Smith. I mean, he's a good actor, respectable guy. It seems Smith. like Beck. Um, and there's actually an incident later on. That's that, the the artist Beck. Yeah. The really? Beck, yeah. Oh no. Um, Isaac Hayes, who did the voice of Chef. On oh, South we know Park. Isaac Hayes. Everybody and he actually got. Hayes. 
uh, removed himself from the show. I mean, it kind of goes with their policy. Oh, if yeah. anybody goes against it, you you uh, you separate from them. That includes family, friends, anything. I mean, if you were uh, in the church and your mother didn't approve of it, the church expects you to completely separate from them. Well, uh, why not? Which is crazy. I mean, tearing families apart. The voice of Bart Simpson was one of them. I don't know the guy's real It's just the voice. We don't know. But, I mean, well, yeah. So, I mean, imagine just an audio box playing Bart Simpson catchphrases at the church. Of That's, the that actually is it hits home because right now uh, our fans only know us as a voice. voice. Yeah. So. Um, we're nothing more than an audio box to you, yeah. you know. Juliette Lewis, uh, another Danny Masterson from that 70s show. The, Which one is uh, Danny? The curly, I want to say his name is Hyde. Hyde, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, Kirstie Alley, um, some see, some even say at one point in its early days when it was first being founded that Charles Manson, uh, was, was part of it, but then later rejected it for it being too crazy. Um, list goes on. There's, a uh, Leah Romini, which is the, from the King of Queens. Uh. Oh, no. The, she, yeah. The, she, the girl from there, yeah. she actually was in it and now she's out and she's oh, publicly speaking out. That's right. Um, I saw something about that. And, you know, people are like, aren't you scared to death of, you know, your life being ruined? And she's I'm not scared. She's like, I'm from Queens. Yeah. You know, the, the president. Yeah. Of the, you know, you know we call this a bagel, you yeah. know. I, mean, I don't, you know. Um, I'm walking here. But, yeah, there's lots of incidents and things like that that kind of go go unexplained, really. I mean, you can look and, I mean, you could get lost in, in the amount of stuff that there is available to, to look into. And we don't want you to get lost. That's why we did the getting lost. Yeah, on I your, really dove into this one kind of heavier than I have on other things. And, um, you know, we we tread lightly. You tread lightly. Uh, a good one that I thought was that was kind of uh, so. There's this guy Edward McBride who's an electrician, um, and he was he was just starting. He was going through his auditing before you move on to the other classes, and he was scheduled to do his last one um, before it would be where I suppose where he would be cleared. Um, and he he postponed it or asked to push it back a day, um, and was lit found that day uh, or later that day. He was found, uh, he threw a rope, or supposedly threw an electrical cord over something and got electrocuted, something, I don't know, something ridiculous. Um, it was supposed to be an electrical accident of some sort. Um, and it was later uncovered that the church had contacted him 19 times before this incident happened, urging him to come in and do his auditing. And uh, they later even found out that it was quite aggressive phone calls. I mean, um, forceful, um, and nothing ever really was, more was talked about other than that, but the police said, you know, they, they weren't just friendly reminders to, hey, come do this. They were a little more sinister. Um, then there's David Miscavige, the, the current leader. His mother-in-law was found dead. Wait, so he's like the Pope of Scientology. Yeah, he's like the guy now that L. Ron Hubbard. So and then is L. Ron, Ron Hubbard, Hubbard still son, alive? No, he died. So uh, that's 83. Why. He was the leader up until 83. Okay. Um, so so he's 30 been, years. He's been like the... Or 86, I think. He's been the leader for like a long time. Yeah. The so only he, level nine besides the Hubbard. Yeah. Um, um, so very, very important. Miss Cabbage got married to a woman or whatever, and this, this woman's mother was uh, apparently involved in a group that is in opposition to Scientology. Can well, we join that group? Yeah, right. I'd like to find out what it was. It didn't didn't say what it was. Uh-huh. Um, but she was found dead, I mean, I think oh. within weeks of him finding out about this. Well, maybe, I, you know. Maybe shot I'll three times. She fired the gun four times, shot, like, hit her three times, and it was declared a suicide. Twice in the chest and once in the head. You know, if I was going to kill myself, I would shoot myself in the chest. Yeah, and it was and with then, a rifle, with a high-powered rifle. Yeah. That, so the What's the investigate? Like, you know, why is there no um, accountability on the people who investigate this? It seems like, you know... Who knows? Maybe these mysterious church. These are probably... You know, I mean, it, it probably They run go, deep, man. All roads lead to Rome. deeper you know, than we think. Um, there's a few other ones that Beck... I, I mentioned that. Um, He's a loser, baby. Yeah. Why don't you kill me? Why don't you kill him? Maybe that's maybe he's talking about if you're not in Scientology, you know. I don't know. Uh, the, but there was, the, the, they called it the Golden Suicides. Uh, there's a couple, they uh, were in, they were connected to the church through Beck. Um, and supposedly they, they were reporters or something like that, but they decided they were going to get into this movie, the movie business as directors or something like that, and they had this 
Uh, it was called Alice or Ellis Underground. It was a movie they were going to do, and Beck was going to start in making his acting debut. Um, he denied ever saying that he was going to do this. Um, but something happened, and they, they started speaking out against the church, and next thing you know, they come up dead as well. It was ruled suicide again. Um, then once they found out they were connected to Beck, Beck denied ever having any sort of connection. No, I wasn't going to do the movie. But then there was an article published in France where it was an interview with Beck, and he said he was really excited to make his debut in a, in a film. It didn't didn't say who was directing or anything, but gave a background of the plot, which was very similar to the movie that they were writing. Really? So, um, kind of, kind of, I don't know. You know, kind of. Well, really knows what happens there. I just want to say that you know, like this is America. You have freedom of religion, and I'm I'm not one of those people that's gonna you know stop listening to performers based on their beliefs or watching movies about you know with actors based on their beliefs because right. you know I mean then then honestly then I couldn't I could, if I had to agree with every then single I'm not American the, you know? well if I had to agree with every single entertainer that I that I that I was you know that I watched I would you know have maybe three or four or five people to choose from yeah probably but because who gives them, you yeah. know like their job they don't understand it's the tail wagging the dog all the time when they when they try to flex their be it religious beliefs or political beliefs on the public, that that's that's when I I get you know turned off because uh, their entire they're like human alcohol. I mean their their entire job is to entertain the masses, mm-hmm. and then you know once the masses are satisfied, then then they go about their way and, and wait and you know wait for the next time that they do that. So it's like when they do that, I have a hard time trying to. But I, but I won't stop listening to him, is what I'm saying. Right. I mean, I think, if, like you said, there would be hardly anybody that I would probably uh, enjoy their acting or their music if, it, if that was the case. No. Um, I, other than that, though, I mean, I think probably the, the most grim one, this woman named Lisa McPherson, she was in Scientology for 18 years. She was a publisher for Scientology. Um, the, for, their, for their media? For their yeah, just, just you know, putting out their probably newsletters or whatever they do, magazines, I don't know. Um, she she lived somewhere. They The place that she was working moved to Florida. She followed shortly after. She was involved in a minor car accident. Got out of the car acting strangely. She undressed completely and then said she was not okay. She was taken to a psych hospital, which we talked about earlier, obviously not. As show. a member of Scientology, she yeah. should have known that, but if she was unable to, if she was, you know... Uh, she signed herself out of out early um, against doctor's orders or recommendations. Um, <laughs> then was taken back to the hotel that she was staying at. A woman, uh, I want to say her name was like Janice Jane or something crazy, like a, a real generic sign name, uh, was in charge of her to take care of her. Did not have a medical license or something, anything like that. Um, for almost three weeks, nobody really knows what was going on. And then she was taken to a hospital where a doctor there was a Scientologist and um, was pronounced dead. I mean, basically upon arrival. She was taken to a hospital. Who who was she taken there by? Probably by the woman that was watching over Right. Who was strangely unidentifiable. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, But the pictures they show online are gruesome, man. I mean, she looks like a mummy dude, dried up. I don't care to look at things online. Yeah, I mean, it's just part of what I was reading. I mean, I... Wasn't looking out to find the pictures, but um, uh, pronounced dead on the, on arrival. They said that she had probably died on her way to the hospital, is what the doctor said. But then, upon the autopsy, they shot in the she chest. Was, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah right. Good. So dehydrated that he, the 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 person doing the autopsy said she was probably dead five days before she even got to the hospital. Wow. It, um, I mean, dying of dehydration and yeah, sounds excruciating. It's terrible, man. Yeah, you'd be, uh, you'd be really horrible. emaciated by the time that you actually died. And, you, no charges, um, nothing. They wouldn't, uh, I believe, they wouldn't let her family see the body or anything like that. Um, so they tried to go after the church and sue them. And it got drawn out and eventually just settled for some. Is that, um, you said they wouldn't let the family view the body. It was like they were in her, charge of, of disposal. I don't for the For the funeral? Yeah, arrangements? basically, yeah. Well, see, that's interesting because I know how it works in the state of Kansas because uh, my wife's funeral director that. Um, that the that the next of kin has the final right of disposition, including how they get disposed of and stuff in Kansas. That's how that works. So so 
So say, for example, if you have a girlfriend or something and you're not that serious, uh, you die, uh, God forbid, and uh, she, she tries to flex, you know, she's like, well, Richard would not have wanted it this way. I know right. him better. Well, your next of kin, probably your, your dad or your mom, um, would be like stepping in at this point and, and making I'm assuming that when you sign on board with Scientology, if that you is just give up your next of kin. Yeah, I, I think you do. Well, <laughs> you just I mean, make like it I said, the they expect you to separate from people that are not Jesus. involved in the church. Um, just a few other little things we'll move on. I uh, wanted to say they're known to have a, a room. It used to have a different name. Now it's just referred to as the hole. Sounds like prison. And it was basically what it described as an office, but it was one that you could not leave except for to shower. Um, and when you were acting out in the church or something like that, you were put in the hole. Um, and there was one, actually another case of a guy, he was found dead of a prescription uh, painkiller overdose of some sort or interaction. Which already, I know, doesn't add up. I know. It doesn't make sense because they can't... They don't allow drugs. They can't... Well, they can't go to psychiatrists who prescribe the drugs. Right, right. And then how do they die of a prescription overdose that you can only get by a psychiatrist or a physician, right. you know? Well, then, then... So this guy that died, it was said... His brothers were also in the church, and the brothers later went on record to say that when he was going through this whole, whole phase, they only saw him at one service. And he told his brother, he's like... I don't think I'll ever get out of the hole alive. And sure enough, he when they found him, he was returned to his parents' home, and his parents found him sleeping in the bed. Came back like 12 hours later at like 9 p.m. He was still sleeping in the bed. And then the next morning, he still hadn't moved. And they're like, all right, like right, we're going to go. Wait, so two days he slept in the bed? Basically like, no, like 12. So they came like saw him maybe at 9 a.m. When they got mm-hmm. up and around, they saw him sleeping. Yeah. 9 p.m. Okay. They see him. That's again. a long still time. Sleeping. Yeah. Um, and who knows his path? Maybe he, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know what they would think. I don't think I've ever slept an entire day. Like um, and then the next morning when they noticed he had moved again, they still, they still, uh, they finally came and uh, contacted people. Um, Portal's closed, folks. We can't, I mean, nobody, nobody <laughs> can call in right now at this point. So I don't, I don't oh, know. I just got a text saying I'm better than you. No, uh, no. That's a joke because nobody would do that. Yeah, nobody. Um, so, I don't know, kind of just crazy things. I think the other thing was L. Ron Hubbard, he uh, established, it was either C Corp, um, C as in like the the water, S-E-A, or C Org, I can't remember, but it was like kind of the corporate side of, of the church, and you could enlist in this, it was almost like a military-structured organization. It's still around. Um, uh-huh. But when you're signing that contract... You literally pledge to remain with Sea Org and Scientology for the next one billion years. <laughs> you have to pledge your soul <laughs> yeah. to the fucking afterlife and everything. I mean, I just thought that was crazy. I, I, I know. I, what? Like, yeah. so wait a minute. So when I die, my soul still has to be in this paramilitary unit and rank up until I until what happens? You're not wrong. I mean, <laughs> that's what's gonna happen. What what? Happens? I just I just thought that was ridiculous. I mean, but it literally said right there in writing, right below uh, you sign, right below. That's a dick move. The right next there. one billion years. Um, but so that that organization, whatever you want to call it, they are cult. Yeah, cult. They that side of it does. Upkeep on facilities. They, uh, you know, raise money for the church. That's kind of, it's kind of like the other side of it. You know, it's yeah. not like the the preaching side or whatever you would call it. Uh, the the cult sermon side. Um, I mean, but still, just as important because, you know, if you look at the minister of propaganda in World War Two, which kind of segues into our next topic, uh, the propaganda machine is is just as important as the actual uh, implementation of the whatever cult-like dogma your your cult is preaching. Um, I feel like this was, I mean, something like this when it was founded, um, it was before the times of, I mean, it was before, Man, you know, uh, Charles Manson, like, went crazy and all that, and then people started paying attention to cults and all that, but it was before the satanic panic or whatever they want to call it, you know? That sounds so, really cool. So they didn't, they didn't, uh, people weren't as, necessarily observant or paying attention to cults as much um but later on like i think the 90s and uh, the 80s and 90s was like a really big time for people to it was a big deal when anything was coming around that might be considered a cult um and it was probably looked into a lot heavier but since this was before it kind of flew under the radar and i think now i mean people are obviously aware of what 
what it is and either have their own I opinion. I think most, or, most people kind of understand that it's, you know, pretty sketchy. Yeah, <laughs> At yeah. the very least, pretty sketchy. Yeah. You know, if, even if they don't know the ins and outs, they're just like, well... It, it, it's going to go two ways. You're going to have no problem with it and probably be pro-Scientology or you're going to be, yeah. you're going to... You're either gonna love it or hate it. I mean, you're gonna be for it or against it. So, but I mean, I don't think there's really any middle ground unless you're just the most uh, ignorant and compassionate person in the world. <laughs> I mean, like, oh, these people. I don't. I don't care what they do. I mean, I guess you just have to be super indifferent. I would. I mean, want this to is America again. You path. can you can do oh, sorry. literally whatever you want. This is one of the greatest countries ever. But um, let's switch over to our, our new beer. Do you think it's cold yeah, enough? Grab one. I just want to say here, uh, once Richard jumps off the air right now, um, that if you, if you, here's a, here's a little, a sneak, uh, if you, if you stay tuned, uh, after the episode, we're going to have uh, a little inside information about last week's episode, about some of the outs and the ins that was, uh, what's what was that? <laughs> what was that? Sorry, <laughs> but oh, it's I don't know what you mean. What it was just doing? a little ins and outs, just a little tidbit. You know? <laughs> we, well, I, you know, I'll do it right now. So just stay tuned for right now. Hold on. Stay tuned for right now. For, All right. for right now, just continue listening. Uh, last week at about twenty-three. No, sorry. Yeah, it was about. It's about at about twenty-three seventeen minutes. You can actually hear Richard sneeze. Oh yes. If you if you listen hard enough, he actually sneezed. And that was uncut. We didn't touch that. We thought it was good. We there just, is no editing. We, we let, <laughs> we let that no ride. Because, you know, we want to maintain I mean, human it, citizenship. Tidbit about this episode. At the beginning of this episode, you may have noticed some dogs barking. You know, I didn't say cut. You know, let's edit that out. No. Let it ride. They're cute. Dogs bark. Dogs bark. And you know what? We're not going to... We're not going to... So we're drinking... We're drinking... Uh, Spatten. Spatten. Spatten Oktoberfest. Yeah. It looks like a good one, man. So 5.9% alcohol, malt liquor. Uh, kind of your, uh, probably your traditional Oktoberfest beer. I would say style of, uh, that is five bottle caps. Five. Well, I'm going to say let five. Let me see if I can corroborate that. Corroboration. Corroborate? Is that a word? Corroborate? Corroborate. Here's I'm going gonna, gonna to give it four. Four. It's a little malty for my taste. Malty, eh? Well, By malty, I mean kind of sweet. He's you know? a super taster, so he can I legitimately taste everything. All right, so Whatever, look, honestly, um, we're going into something right now. My one of my personal interests. I'm not a. I'm not a. Go ahead. Okay. It, well, it actually, I think. Well, a little, a little side note into this week's episode. If you actually <laughs> listen at thirty-two fifty-three, you can hear the unedited. Flick of a lighter. The flick of a lighter. And As I inhalation. light a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> I have to check with my uh, my associate here to make sure I'm not going to choke him out, you know. Choke him out. I don't want to be uh, impolite, in, in rude. I don't All know right. what the word is. So, so, okay. I'm not like a weather enthusiast, but living in a state where there is constant... Broad spectrum of weather. Weather changing, you have to be cognizant of your surroundings. So you at least have to know... A little bit about weather, so you don't get sucked up in a tornado. Um, so there's a program, was a program, HARP, and that's I'm just gonna phonetically spell it, just Hotel Alpha Alpha Romeo Papa. That's HARP, and what it stands for is High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program, and it's based out of Kokona, Alaska. Now. The actual definition, officially, for what they do is, you know, they shoot radio beams into the ionosphere to see how they affect um, the the radio, to see they how how they affect the radio uh, ions. Well, what I what I uh, I believe they're they're yeah they're radio waves so that. I've heard that you can tune in on certain radios nearby there, and it picks up the frequency coming from there, and I've heard it sounds quite strange. I wasn't able to find any clips of that. But they're extra low, extra low frequency ELF waves is what really? the radio is. Um, so, I mean, if you were to be near them when they're being emitted, yeah. like in the direct vicinity or however far they may reach, I don't know, probably obviously pretty damn far, uh, but you wouldn't hear them if you were being subjected to them, So, which I found kind of interesting. And then... 
With it being out of what Gakona, which what's it? Uh, yeah, Gakona, Alaska. There's what I was whenever I was researching. They said that there's actually three of them um, in in the U.S. that we control, and there's other ones in other countries. Mm-hmm. Um, there's two in Alaska, and then one in Puerto Rico. Really? Well, we so, own Puerto Rico. Yeah. Well, what do we do there? It's a it's a territory. Yeah. Of the United so, States. Um, but the one that we're talking about is the biggest one. Um, and I think probably where most of the the energy that might cause things to happen is probably coming from this one. They might work in tandem, but... Uh, so weather manipulation, as far as the U.S. government's involvement in it, isn't exactly that new. Um, yeah, geoengineering. We've, we've actually well. implemented some of it uh, during our uh, wartime conflicts and... Uh, during Vietnam, from 67 to when it ended in 72, we used uh, cloud seeding. It's called cloud seeding. Um, and that's just the, the use of liquid propane, silver iodide, or potassium iodide, and dry ice to alter the physical cloud properties, causing any number of chemical changes to the cloud, like fog, rain, or snow. I heard that it would rain for months on end there sometimes. Yeah, and you remember in Forrest Gump, the, uh, it rained for, <laughs> you know, and then just like that, they just turned off the rain. Yeah, you know? That's Imagine. Sounds ridiculous. It sounds like a joke in the movies that they just turned off the rain. It no. just turned off the rain, but, but they really But they were legitimately the uh, controlling it. And so, okay, so they had a couple uh, official um, unclassified military operations that that this was involved with. That was uh, the first one in uh, Vietnam. What I was discussing was was titled Operation Popeye, like the sailor, probably because it was a Navy operation. A lot of these are Navy operations. And I myself, being in the Navy, find a personal interest in these kind of um, mid-classified level. Well, they were classified at the time, level operations. Um, so... Uh, and then also Project Storm Fury, Storm Fury, um, which which was implemented from 1962 to 1983, and that was that was uh, doing a cloud seeding and into hurricanes, which is actually kind of interesting. So, so yeah, so what right they now. did, um, Hurricane Debbie was a Category Three hurricane, and on August 18 and 20th. Of, uh, of the year that it was thrown out there, uh, they flew 13 planes out into the Atlantic Ocean, where it was, to seed the hurricane with silver iodide. And the very first day that they did it, the wind speed dropped by 31%. It was considered a success. The next day, it dropped by 18%. Now, you're so telling they're me. using it to stop a hurricane? They're using it to stop a hurricane, essentially. Yeah. And now it seems like it might be used to cause them in an area, well, maybe in an area where we want to do damage or something like that. But it seems like uh, now it's probably more responsible for a lot of those weird things happening, uh, the natural disasters and things like that, than just Mother Nature itself. 31%. It's almost half. I mean, that's drastic. It's, that's, it's significant. Yeah. I mean, it's not... It's not substantial enough to probably warrant more, I don't know, because they didn't really do it any time after that, unofficially or officially. So, you know, it's hard to say because I guess just the the cost of of doing something like that, you know, gathering a bunch of dry ice and releasing it into the ionosphere or next to the fuel in the planes alone, I mean... You think that that would outweigh the benefit of the massive amount of irreparable damage that a hurricane could possibly, you know, wreck upon your actual household? So the this one, the one that's located, one of the the big one in Alaska, it was built in '92 and went into action in '93, and it's believed that this technology has been around. Long before then, we're talking about with the radio waves not uh, taking out chemicals and dry eyes. That that ELF, that like the earlier, that extremely low frequency is interesting, man. Because well, and that that's actually so. This one now is not only to believe to be for weather manipulation, but also say if they're they're shooting these uh, these waves up into the ionosphere, and there's a plane flying anywhere in that path, it would 
disintegrate upon hitting because it creates like a plasma, like a field of like, I don't know, super hot plasma essentially. And it would just completely destroy, not a trace of a plane. If there was a missile coming, they could shoot up a ray and block it. Um, that sounds like some of the stuff that Tesla kind of worked Yeah, about. and that's what I was going to say. They believe when it, when I said they thought it was around before that, they think this was a t- uh, originally one of Tesla's inventions. And you know when yeah. he died, the government went and tossed his house. And then they all did. They stuff tossed his house. Yeah. They think that they got this information or this technology from him. And after probably years of uh, you know, tinkering and working through it, they finally I just want to, my official opinion, if I could just submit this, is that Tesla probably was an alien from outer space. Yeah, you're not wrong. I I would say, I would say very possible. And he, he actually tried, even when coming up with this technology, it was said that he tried to conceal it and hide it from people because he knew the potential. Mm Mm-hmm. And well, how damaging it could be. Just his life story is fascinating. He was born at the stroke of midnight, you know, like during a lightning storm. Um, he, you know, it was he was in Budapest, I think he was born, and then he knew like five languages. He, you know, had to walk around a building three times before he entered it every single time. Yeah. He had so many eccentricities too. The eccentricities I guess you would say the, the last thing that people say it's also um, said to be used for um, is so these radios that they're emitting the radio waves they're emitting they said that they're constantly emitting them and they emit them at a frequency of 6 to 8 hertz I think is the word hertz. Mm-hmm. yeah um, and that's the same frequency that our brains function on so they believe that this is also being used for mind control well you um, know um I don't kind of know. just keep us in a docile type of... Uh, That's an interesting... I gotta, I gotta say this, though, because uh, this guy, the Washington Navy Yard shooter, okay? This was, I think, in, like, 2000 and... Mm, I want to say it's... Okay. It's either from 2010 to 2014. There was a guy. Uh, he was a, a Navy guy, an ex-Navy guy, which is weird, um... But he was he was uh, complaining that he was he was still subcontracted through the navy. He was complaining uh, that that the government was using extremely low frequency sound, the ELF sound, to uh, drive him slowly insane. Um, this prompted him to pick up uh, a weapon and march into the Washington Navy Yard, which I was actually you know. I just find it personally scary because I was I've been to the Washington Navy Yard and it is quite small, and the and the buildings that he entered uh, were buildings that I've been in, so I'm familiar with the the layout. And he opened fire and killed I think you know a few people that were involved with the decision making of the wartime at that particular moment. I don't remember what the war was, off the top of my head, but he wrote the the reason this is significant. And I bring it up. As he chiseled onto his uh, weapon, the elf made me do this. The E-L-F made me do this. So, because he said that he had complained. He had phoned in complaints about um, having, being uh, subjected to extremely low frequency sound that were not taken into any kind of consideration. And then eventually he just picked up a gun and went on a massive killing spree in the Washington Navy Yard. It, you know, and that's what what I was saying earlier. If you're if you were, I mean, a lot of people. I don't know. Maybe he heard uh, when you said the sound. But I mean, from what I understand, you you can't hear it. It's more of just you notice it, cloudiness or change in your thought patterns right. and things like that. Uh, so yeah. you you don't you don't physically hear it, right? But you feel it. Yeah. And they they said that. I mean, this could be used to control a whole population, an area, a whole area, depending where it's being directed. And why wouldn't they want to do that? Yeah, I mean, if it's gonna, it's like the floor. I mean, you know, if you believe about fluoride in water, you know, they're dumbing you down. It's, it's yeah. I gotta admit, man, I I have checked the fluoride levels of my toothpaste, and they're pretty high. Yeah, and I'm I mean, like, whenever I was in school, we had to do fluoride treatments. You know, like you'd get a little cup of thing, a little cup of just basically fucking straight fluoride, and you'd have to go swish around. It was like once a year, you know, when you do your little checkups. It's like in like elementary school. Oh, I don't remember. You like go to the nurse, and you know they check you over, or whatever, and they would have like it'd be like a pink or purple liquid. You'd swish but you around. Spit it out. Yeah, you can't swallow it. You know, it was a big deal. Like 
Like when you go to the dentist and they put the, yeah. you know, same deal. So, yeah, I don't know, like. But I think it's just it's to put us in a state of submissiveness and keep us, you know, docile and melancholy, if you'll say. You know what I mean? You're not really, you're not really going to think too much about anything because you're just constantly kind of being. Yeah, they down. just want a, a ho-hum, placated consumer population. Yeah. You know, they, they just. That just continues to obey, consume, consume, obey. And they do this the same sort of, you know, uh, it's kind of like a suggestive, because we'll say that you get home from work, um, you know, long day, you get home, you sit down, you watch TV, and, you know, you got your wife yelling at you or whatever, it's, you know, food's ready, you know, you're just kind of zoned out, you know, and you're watching TV. That's when the a lot of those times those ads are going to get to you, because, like, the flicker rate they're using registers with that state of mind that you're in, kind of. Like, it's like, that's how the consumerism, like, it's going to make you want to buy this or buy that. You know, they might be, it might be a small percentage, maybe one to 5% of people it's really going to affect and the rest, not, not so much, but that's still significant yeah, enough for them to the, continue the, 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 the operation. Yeah. You know? So, Golly. um, so basically it's believed to be for weather manipulation or geoengineering. It can help us in attacks if we were to be attacked, or if there was planes flying that shouldn't be flying over us. Uh, supposedly, can destroy those um, just from the, the the radio waves themselves, and then possibly also mind control. And this is something that's still going on right now. And there's been lots of reports of of strange phenomena with weather or, or sounds that people can't describe, um, like a, a deep humming, and they're like, where is this coming from? The hum. Nobody ever finds yeah. out. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I ruptured my eardrum in 2008, and since then I've, whenever I, whenever I slept, I would hear like Ringing. a buzz oh, or yeah. something like that. Well, now my wife and I sleep with like a sound machine where it's just like a constant, you know, like a whoosh. Mm-hmm. Just like it sounds like I'm on an airplane, so I don't hear that. That buzz, but it was kind of irritating for a while. I would get very like odd sleep, you know. Yeah, and people perhaps would, they, you know. if the, where this humming was happening in those areas, they might move towards them, and then once they felt like they're getting closer, it would sound like it's coming from the other way now. Or, right. I mean, it, it, there's lots of places where that's happened. It's never been explained. Why would Obama want to do that? I don't know. You know, I mean, why did the flies like him? You know, I mean, that's true. The flies do like. Him. <laughs> I mean, at least he doesn't have a rubber, a big rubber face. Uh, but I mean, so right now, I mean, with where we're at right now, there's just Hurricane Harvey, and then now Hurricane Irma, Irma yeah. you know, is coming. And then in the past, what was it, 2009, Katrina? When was that? Uh, was that eight. No, that was before because I was in. I was. I think it was 2007. Oh, okay, it's, so I mean, they they thought it's they thought Harp. I mean, there's though people that obviously will try and say that's crazy, and then there's people that are trying to prove it but they'll say that the heart might be largely largely responsible for some of these natural disasters happening and they also there was a study where they looked into because it can also cause earthquakes apparently depending <laughs> on where it's directed um and they looked and it was from after this was created that all the ones they like did a survey and all the ones that happened after this came out had something to do with uh with the change in the ionosphere so they're it's basically because when they push that up they push through the atmosphere which where the jet stream of all the clouds and everything are if when they push through that it lifts up those clouds and it can kind of change the way the jet stream of the clouds are moving so therefore you can move it by hundreds of miles you know what i mean so well there are, i know that i remember that there are a lot of countries that still implement these types of tactics and yeah the uae's doing it you know china's doing it mm-hmm. well i mean if we're going to be doing it they want to stay on the same page they want to be on. Yeah. You know, they don't want to be at a disadvantage. You're thing. not wrong. Um, so I would say, the you know, I don't know how much time we're going to have because right now we're almost at the hour mark. Oh, we're good. We got time, man. You think so? So we only got a few more things. So yeah, I mean, the next the next one I want to talk about also is around the same time as the World War II. So that's on. You know, well, I guess we were on basically Vietnam, so still on the wartime theme, uh, World War II, but this time not talking about the United States, we're not talking about Germany, we're not talking about Japan, we're talking about the Soviets, okay, the Red Army, the giant 11 time zone spanning continent of Eurasia, which is now what we can know as, you know, Russia. So the USS 
<laughs> the USSR yeah. is uh, is they well Stalin wanted a army of super, super army. soldiers yeah. that were also easily malleable and S- not to worry about living conditions or yeah. food or or the, I guess I would say not worry about food but the quality of food they were right. so he bred or at least attempted to breed a human female with a chimpanzee so they called it the, a humanity. A humanity. Yeah. Now, if it was the other way around, from what I understand about crazy genetics of animal behavior, a female mother and a, and a, you know the other partner they, they make it a humanity. Well, yeah, I mean, originally they this tried. woman, this woman, they I know that they wanted an actual living woman to. <laughs> artificially inseminated with no dude not artificially (laughs) oh they wanted the real dude i'm telling you this woman she wrote out a letter that was like because once she consented to this uh she wrote out a letter and she was like you know she wrote out a letter to her family basically like i apologize to my family for all of this happening i'm giving my life for the you know the ussr for the greater good and um uh, so they, they, they wanted to do it in a lab, but the scientists told them that it was inhumane to, to literally make that breeding operation in a lab, so they, so they made it do it outside. But it never officially happened because uh, the war ended. The, 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 the Russians beat the Germans uh, at the invasion of Stalingrad, and they, it was complete. It was a bloody battle, worse than Hiroshima and Nagasaki combined. See, when I what I when I was doing research, what what I was what I read was there was Doctor Ilya Ivanov or something like that, and he pitched the idea of this happening in like the nineteen in nineteen ten or something like that, and then ten or so years later in the twenties, Stalin took him up on this idea yeah. and decided to fund it. It was just the Russian Werner von Braun because, well, Werner von Braun, for those who don't know, is the German Nazi scientist who helped uh, the Americans to the moon. So I would say he's the Ivanov or whatever yeah. is the equivalent of that guy who was just just a scientist, a mad scientist that only needed funding. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, mean, I don't think any, I, mean, I don't think anybody else would have been crazy enough to say, yeah, let's give this a shot. Uh, um, I'm gonna fuck a chimp. Yeah. Imagine like the the letter that that poor woman like wrote to her family. <laughs> Terrifying. Like, I'm gonna fuck a monkey now. My so, life is over. Kill me. They yeah, thought that humans, because humans and apes share 95 percent of their DNA coding or DNA sequence, and then 99 percent of the DNA coding sequence. So I guess what the one the coding is what would actually make you compatible if you're gonna be. Mm-hmm. Which that's actually closer than say a horse and a donkey. Well, yeah, if you do that. That's the thing. Like they get a mule. You have you a know? you have a donkey, right? Yeah. Which is a zebra and a yeah. donkey, right? And and I believe that, that is worked, sterile, like that. Their, well. their idea was well that they're that far apart and they can breed. Why can't humans and apes? And so that guy, the the doctor uh, Ivanov, he got his funding, and then a number of years later, he was allowed to go work at like a, a sanctuary, and he. He inseminated three female chimps with human semen. None of them took. That would be a chuman. Yeah. And then came back, and then that's when he got his subject that finally uh, volunteered to do it or whatever. I don't think they ever had gave her name. She was just like infamously known as G. Yeah, like patient G. Yeah. Who um, gave her almost life for... Then, like you said, it was, the war ended. What I, what I saw online was they tried... So they tried the opposite with a chimp and a woman, and they were going to inseminate her, but the ape died before they could get the sample. So they never went through with it, is what I read. But, so even without saying if one was never, I mean, maybe they had success, we don't know about it. We don't uh, maybe know. They maybe they but, um, do have them in a lab, along with, like, fucking mermen. And Around that same time, though, there was kind of, he was a sensation, really. Uh, I mean, Ivanov? 
uh, no, the, this is what I'm getting into. This, there's a, what some people believe was a human chimpanzee hybrid, and his name was Oliver. Oh. Um, so he was, he was in a chimp, and what made him different was he always walked upright. He, most, most chimps can walk a small distance before they return back to their knuckles being down and walking kind of all fours. Uh, it's because, like, the way their hips are, are formed, they're not. Right. Um, and then, There's so this guy, he, Oliver, he always walked upright. I mean, like, literally looked like Planet of the Apes type shit. And uh, he, his head was smaller than a normal chimp's head. It was bald of any hair. Um, he had a different jawline than any other chimp. It wasn't, like, as pronounced, really. It was... It was a lot different. His kind of his brow was different, and then his ears, they were pointed instead of being rounded like a chimp's. So this this guy walked up upright all the time. He was he didn't want to be around other chimps, and other chimps did not want a beer, anything to do with him. It was said that he had a different scent than other chimps. Um, he lived with a family here, um, and when he turned sixteen, I mean he they kept him for a long time. He would come and they would go, he would go out and do chores. Was, was he smarter than yeah, the he average? Yeah, way smarter. Yeah, like like the lady was saying, the one that raised him, she said, you know, and she's raised chimps for, for Hollywood movies and stuff like that to, you know, kind of train them her whole life. She said, I could tell Oliver to take this hay in the wheelbarrow and take it over here and just point. And he would look and see where you're pointing and he would go do that. <clears throat> well, she said, if you let another one loose, you know, it's just going to go up a tree or something. Yeah. Um, and then he would come back in and watch TV and smoke cigars with the husband. And there's pictures of him with cigars. And, I mean, just kind of a crazy, a crazy deal. Um, he was actually, I think he's dead now, but he was, they, he kind of, he was going to Hollywood. He was popular in Hollywood. People knew who he was. Did you know, he ever was, join the Scientology cult? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Maybe, so. uh, maybe it was a product of Scientology. Who knows? Maybe it was from the Sea or Maybe he died and this is part of it. Maybe it's part of his billion-year uh, contract with the yeah. C Corp or whatever. You know, they died, brought him back as a monkey human, and they said, "All right, you're still a monkey human." <laughs> um, but yeah, he was kind of just a an anomaly, really. Um, but he dropped out of the spotlight, and um, thirty years later, they found him in a cage, and he was still alive and still different. Um, but what I was saying earlier is the lady that raised him. He they raised him when he turned sixteen. He started to reach sexual maturity. And he was trying to uh, mate with the, the woman handler that he had. Um, and he would, like, hug her and kiss her. And, you know, he's way stronger, so she couldn't get away and stuff. So she'd have to call for help. And it got to be too much. And at one point, he got, like, aggressive and, like, just, like, straight up bended her over and mounted her. And, and then that's when they got rid of him. <clears throat> so, I mean, who knows? I mean, who knows? And she, he's... if. He was around other chimps. I mean, they didn't want anything to do with them. Not like they hung out, but they were also there. There were other chimps. He didn't try and mate with them. He wanted to mate with with a, a, a human woman, you know. Um, so, very crazy. I mean, you look up videos, just search for Oliver, the, the chimp or the monkey, whatever. I mean, it's... it's Well, he's an ape, so... You ape, whatever. Do, I mean, oh, oh, okay. Well, yeah, whatever, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, all right, whatever. Yeah. I guess I'll just go fuck myself. I guess, uh, uh, hey, uh, is, that, is that all we got uh, right now? What, what, uh, the beast, I mean... We're gonna talk about the bees. We, might, a, we might save that for the next. And the moon is a spaceship, you know. I mean, we we we, we might save it for. That's it's up to you, man. Either way, I'm getting pretty hungry. Well, dead air, dead air. Dead We're at dead air right dead now. Air. It just you know, Jesus just trying Christ, to. Leo. Well, what man? I, everybody that we know, and and everybody that knows us and knows anybody. It, they're just self-propelled stomachs, you know, looking for meals. We're just surviving in between meals. I just eat cat food. I, I mean, you know, fancy food. feet. It's not all of us can be fancy as you are. No, you know, hey. Because you're, you, I mean, that's like level nine status of, you know, Elrond, uh, what have you. So, uh, on that note, if you guys watch, if anybody out listen to us watch South Park, check out the, they go season 12, it's called Trapped in the Closet. It's about Scientology. It's hilarious. They're good at. Uh, they do a good job of mocking it. If we can just be sponsored it. by South Park, yeah, hey, that'd South be Park. Great. Um, but yeah, Merch I mean, I guess that'll be be it for episode three of the Theremin in Black. I think it's a good episode. I think it's a good. Yeah, right. It was good. You think it's good?
So with that, uh, you know, I'm Leo. I'm Rickard. I guess we'll just go fuck ourselves. We'll just go fuck ourselves.